0: Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center
1: for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. I'm Brandon Ward.
0: And I'm Ron Locke.
1: Thank you for listening to this special episode of Pastor Matters. Uh, Today is a special episode because we're going to talk about Pastor Appreciation Month. And you're probably thinking to yourself right now, didn't Pastor Appreciation Month end like two days ago? Uh, And if you are thinking that, you're correct. But in our defense, it is technically still October when we're recording this, so we're safe. Uh, But we (laughs) wanted to do a special episode recognizing pastors. Uh, The pastors who have impacted us and the pastors who have been faithfully serving both Christ and and the church over these past few months, and even for some much, much longer. Uh, and then also, we also wanted to uh, announce the winner of our Pastor Appreciation Month giveaway. So for those who don't know, uh, earlier this month, we started a giveaway where members of churches could nominate their pastors for a massive library kind of giveaway. There's books, stereo speaker stickers, cl- uh, shirt. Uh, and so we're going to announce the winner of that today, as well as Uh, name off some other of the nominations that didn't win, but that were really, really good. And so Mm -hmm. we're planning on doing that today. Uh, But brother, my first question for you is, why is it important to have a month dedicated to pastors? And who are some pastors who have made a major impact in your life in ministry?
0: Hmm. Well, uh, why should we uh, have a time like this? Well, we should have a time like this uh, very simply because uh, the role of the pastor in our lives is indispensable. Mm, yeah. uh, God has given us uh, a precious gift. If you think in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 4, uh, Paul talks about the Lord uh, uh, going to battle. Uh, it says that he has, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, quoting the Psalms, and he gave gifts to men. And, and, and he talks about the gifts that God has given to the church. And it's interesting in Ephesians 4, the gifts are not uh, particular qualities, if you will, uh, or particular skills uh, like God gives the gift of hospitality or or the gift of uh, uh, serving or, or or things like that. But rather the gifts that he gives to the church, at least the ones that Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, are people. Mm people are the gifts so he says in verse 11 he gave the uh, the apostles he gave the prophets he gave the evangelists and then he says he gave the shepherds and teachers or shepherd teachers pastor teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And he goes on from there. So God has given specific people for the task of, of equipping the saints for the work of ministry and building up the body of Christ to full maturity. And God has done that for, uh, for the church. And he's done that through uh, amongst other uh, people, pastors. Yeah. So, the uh, the pastoral role and, and, and the, the, the ones who fill those roles have been uniquely gifted by God and are unique in themselves gifts uh, by God to the church, uh, to see that the church becomes more like Jesus. And so you have in the scriptures places where it talks about how we are to honor uh, those who are in authority over us, uh, how we are to uh, uh, respect, as First Thessalonians 5.12, we are to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. And we are to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Mm-hmm. So I think there that he's talking about pastors. He's talking about those who are who labor among the church, those who are over the the church, those who admonish them, uh, those who uh, who work hard for them. Uh, uh, he says, "Yeah, you are to respect them and you are to esteem them." Uh, and then, of course, you also have Hebrews. Uh, 13, where Hebrews 13 says, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you, uh, the word of God. Uh, He says um, later on uh, in there that we are to obey them and and submit to them and that we are to uh, let them do their work with joy and not with groaning. And so I think when you put all of these things together, uh, it, it shows that there should be some regular pattern of honoring and uh, uh praising affirming uh, those who are in the shepherding role uh, in our churches because their work is not just vital uh in uh in in the building up of the church uh, for Christlikeness likeness and for doing the work of the ministry uh, but also these are guys who who have labored hard yeah. they 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 toil uh for your own growth and for your own health and uh, we should be absolutely overwhelmed Overwhelmingly grateful uh, for how God uses them. And it's uh, so
1: so easy, right, mm-hmm. uh, for brothers to feel so isolated and alone and not feel like they are appreciated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, it can be very isolating to be a pastor.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, largely because of the fact that there are so many churches, uh, uh, or at least so many seasons in the, in the life of the church, uh, where the work has gone seemingly unnoticed and, and, uh, Yeah, it's hard uh, when you are working uh, to prepare messages and you're you're, uh, uh, rearranging your schedule for visitations and you have hours of counseling and meetings upon meetings upon meetings and, and just all of these different things. And when it's all said and done, you go home, you put your head on your pillow, you wake up and you do the very same thing the very next day and you wonder over long periods of time, where is this going? Yeah. Uh, And and that's something that
1: the average church member doesn't even see. Mm -hmm. They don't see Mm -hmm. all those various responsibilities that, that the pastor carries out day in and day out.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you have moments like, like this, like, you know, pastor appreciation uh, and so on, where you can say to your pastor, we love you Mm -hmm. and we so appreciate you. And we thank God for giving us, uh, you to us as a church, leading us and guiding us and shepherding us, even as I said uh, there in the scriptures, admonishing us we need we need to hear that you know so yeah. thank you for correcting me uh thank you for teaching me, thank you for feeding us the word of God uh, and watching over our souls. We are forever grateful
1: so who are some pastors that have really impacted uh, your ministry mm. um, both before seminary and even maybe coming up through seminary?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll mention two. There's so there's so many uh, folks that have been so influential uh, in in my life, but for sake of of time, I'll, I'll mention two. One was uh, my youth pastor back when I was in high school. I think I'd mentioned him before in, in a previous episode, uh, uh, but uh, his name is Jeremy Smith, and. Uh, he was a guy that, uh, that loved the Lord. Uh, he, he really invested into the lives of the, of the teens in our youth group at the time. Uh, and he was the one who really saw in me what I didn't see at the time. Uh, he was the one who, who gave me an opportunity to teach uh and there was one uh wednesday night i remember it very clearly where he asked me to preach uh the, to the teens and i had no idea what he was you know doing uh, to me and uh, <laughs> i i i i loved the scriptures i uh, i i just had a ferocious appetite for the scriptures but it never translated in my mind into teaching yeah. you know and preaching uh i i just didn't think that was you know that was something for guys like me. Certainly not for you know me at that time as a teenager. Uh, but he gave me the opportunity, and I'm forever grateful for that because uh, it it really set uh, reset the trajectory of my life. Um, uh, the The more that I that I preached, the more that I that I taught the scriptures, the more I wanted to preach, and the more I wanted to teach. Uh, the more I read, the more I wanted to proclaim, you know, and, and yeah, he was the one that really opened up the door for that. So I'm very grateful for that. Also, there was a pastor. Uh, this is post uh, high school, college. I'm, I'm in seminary now. And I had a, uh, a pastor who uh, had a desire to see his church become uh, more multi-ethnic. Uh, his mm-hmm. name was Randall Lyle. Uh, this is down in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, he said, Hey, you know, I would love for you to come and help us uh, do that, help us, you know, become more multi ethnic. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing, (laughs) I I had no idea. Uh, But he was one who really helped me understand what the local church could be uh, and and understand, uh, you know, this vision really, Christ's vision. Uh, to see all peoples, all nations worshiping the Lord as one family and uh, yeah, I, I saw more of, of the local church uh, through my time with him than, than ever before. Uh, he He was just one of the ones that just kind of you know, there are certain folks with uh, with swimming that you, you have, you know, very uh, uh, structured lessons and things like that. There are others where you just kind of pick them and chuck them you into the water. In the right. And uh, that was definitely a deep end experience <laughs> for me. But I was so grateful for him, his kindness, his patience, uh, uh, his example in really showing me uh, that this was a possible thing, that the church really could uh, look like the kingdom. And uh, I'm, I'm forever grateful for, uh, for those years under him.
1: Mm. That's good. The Lord has really blessed me with some amazing pastors over the years. Uh, Three really come to mind. Uh, One of the first pastors uh, that comes to mind was a a former interim pastor Mm -hmm. uh, of my church that I was a member at before moving to Wake Forest. Uh, And his name was Bill Webb. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I loved about Pastor Webb was that he was an older pastor— with just so much wisdom and experience, and and he was the pastor that really helped me think through my first desires I had to preach, and just helped me process what were the implications of this, what does this look like, what does this even mean, and so uh, he was not a deep end, you know, throw me in the deep end, he was very much like, let's dip our toe in the pool, and and, Mm -hmm. and just let's start to see what this really is, and and really helped me guide that, those thoughts, and uh, I also think about my my former pastor, so the pastor before, right before I moved here, uh, Mm -hmm. Kyle Naylor, and uh, Kyle is just a guy who just drips with humility. Mm. Uh, he was constantly looking for opportunities for me uh, to both lead and preach uh, in the church, and and he provided me with so many opportunities to grow mm. uh, as a leader, uh, but not just as a leader as a preacher, but also as a husband uh, and as a father. That's good. Uh, one of the That's things good. that I that I most appreciate appreciated about Kyle uh, was each week we would meet for coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, And every time we would meet, uh, he would ask me for advice on various uh, leadership decisions or uh, even if it was just to just talk about ministry. And uh, that just really meant a lot to me. Uh, Mm -hmm. I felt like he truly cared about my input, even if I was wrong. He was just there to listen and learn, even from someone who had not yet been a pastor and had not even yet gone through seminary. So uh, I, I'm very grateful for Kyle, and, and we still actually keep up with each other. He actually texted me uh, uh, last week and, and told me that he was praying for me and my family, and so just wow. always grateful for him. And and then lastly, come my, my current pastor, so Dwayne Milioni, who also serves as a professor of preaching here at Southeastern. I've had the joy of serving as a pastoral intern under under Pastor Dwayne, and I've, I've learned so much about pastoring and preaching from him. Uh, one of the most important things that I've learned and, and really adopted from my pastor is how to love the local church uh, and, and I, I've seen this so much even uh, the, over these past few months of just what it means to love the church and mm-hmm. and one of the ways that he shows this love and care for the church is is that he invests in future pastors and, and church planters and so i'm so, I'm so honored to have been one of these guys uh, that has kind of gone through um, being under his leadership. And so, yeah. uh, again, the Lord has really blessed me with these brothers, and, and each one has, has really impacted me, and I'm always going to feel a debt towards towards them. So praise my God. prayer is that, that I'm half the pastor that any one of these guys is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would be very, very grateful to be considered even half of what they are. Yeah, praise the Lord. So, brother, can you share any uh, memories, so you've pastored, uh, any Mm -hmm. memories of pastor appreciation uh, that that, uh, you just have always kept or held on to or reflect back on during this time?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I tell you, you know, you had mentioned uh, before uh, just those long seasons, you know, where where pastors are discouraged, you know, long seasons where pastors... um, uh, you know, maybe even be considering quitting. You know, mm-hmm. stepping down uh, from the position. Uh, it is a a labor of love. It is yeah. it is uh, uh, quite the responsibility. You know, to shepherd God's flock. And and I remember having seasons like that, uh, seasons where I where I was just overwhelmed. I was discouraged. Um, I, I know definitely during the days in Baltimore. Uh, I loved uh, my time there I loved the people uh, there at the church but it, at the same time it was it was tough mm. you know uh, uh, you never quite get a good night's sleep you never uh, you never know what's going to happen on any given day uh, It's just life in the city uh, and and I remember having those moments where I would look at Annie and I would just say sweetie I, I don't know if I can if I can go another day mm. I, I just I just don't know if I can do this and, uh, and, and it would be right around those seasons that we would have you know something like pastor appreciation you know some some time where the church would uh, would just rise up and affirm uh, you know the, the work that I was doing there and uh, you know I would have folks that would come over and I remember, uh, some uh, a, a sweet little old ladies that are now with the Lord, uh, but they would come over, you know, Miss Margie, for instance, that would come and she would just say, Pastor, you know, uh, that sermon that you preached, you know, that that was the, the best sermon, you know, that I had ever heard and all that. And it was it was one of those things that was really special until you realize that she said that every Sunday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So but it would probably really hurt if there was one Sunday all of a sudden she didn't right. say it. <laughs> right. Right. God forbid there's that one
0: Sunday where I don't hear that from Miss Margie. But uh, but you know it was it was during those seasons where where folks like like Miss Margie and and others would come over mm. and and they would just say pastor we are so grateful that you're here. You know, and uh, and they would share stories, you know, of, of what, it, you know, where they were and, and they would say, hey, you know, but but you preached this message or or you were there, you know, when when, you know, my husband was in the hospital. And and I just wanted to say that that meant so much to me and to my family and, and, and all of this. And it's those types of things. I I don't I don't know if it's if it's right to say this or not, but it was those types of things that kept me going. You know, it was those those encouragements that said, uh, you know, like Paul would say, you know, we say a lot on our podcast that that our labor was not in vain. Yeah. Um, and, And I praise God that that he would do that, that he would pull away the curtain for just a little bit and say, hey, I just want you to see you are doing a good job. You know, the, this is going in the right direction. You you are being faithful, and so on. And and, and I and I'd love that. And then after that, it would just kind of now go back to work. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, here's here it is. You know, let me show you. You know, you are doing well. And uh, and now now go back to go back to shepherding. You know, go back to uh, to pastoring. And so uh, those moments were invigorating for me. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm really grateful uh, for our church and, and, and for their heart, you know, to take those times to, uh, uh, to affirm uh, what we were doing there.
1: Hmm. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things you mentioned is just this year, mm-hmm. right, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year has been one for the books. Yeah. Uh, we've been living <laughs> in a time of, of, of social unrest. Uh, we're living in a time of pandemic. There has been so much that has happened over the past year. Uh, What are some words of encouragement that you have uh, for pastors listening right now who are just, uh, yeah, that just need Mm, it?
0: Yeah. Well, for one thing, um, remember passages like Ecclesiastes 3. It's one of my favorite passages because it it reminds me over and over again. uh, There's a time and a season for everything under heaven. Uh, it, it's it's a hard season right now. Uh, there's just so much going on, and and even so many things that are just utterly bizarre uh, that, that, that's that's occurring in our, our culture and all around the world. Uh, but remember, at the end of at the end of all of this, it's a season. It's a season.
1: Hmm.
0: Be faithful. Uh, there, there are things that that are temporary. There are things that uh, that are only here for a moment, and then there are things that will last forever. Yeah. Uh, this season, the, all the things that are going on—it's a season. It's a moment. It's temporary. But you still have a task, and that's not a—that's not seasonal. <laughs> uh, you know that you are still here to shepherd God's flock in and out of every season uh, until the Lord says, "All right, your time is up." Uh, so continue to be faithful. Continue to stay focused. Continue to love the folks that, that God has entrusted to you. Uh, and, and yeah, you, you are doing exactly what God wants you to do. If you're serving him faithfully, if you're following uh, Christ well, and you're loving his people well and serving them well, uh, and you are, you know, uh, uh, making disciples, you know, uh, there in your community, you're doing exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. There are all kinds of things that will happen along the way that you didn't plan, uh, that you weren't anticipating, um, but so long as you continue to serve the Lord, so long as you continue to love his people, you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember, um, it was during my installation uh, there in, in in the church in Baltimore, um I asked for one of my uh, old uh, professors, uh, John Talley, uh, to, to come, and uh, um, uh, another mentor of mine, Eric Redmond, was there as well, and it was just a wonderful day. Uh, I remember Dr. Talley, who's now with the Lord, uh, he, he wanted to come a little bit earlier, so he, came, he and his wife came the day before, and we fed them, gave them dinner, and, and so on and and of course uh being dr tally said well could could i could i could i see the church could i could i go into the church <laughs> oh yeah dr Tally, sure enough i i I'll, I'll be more than happy to, to show you the church so we just walked around the building and everything and we stopped into th- into the sanctuary and he just said wow this this reminds me so much of of uh of the church that i i pastored when i was when i was uh the first time that i got an opportunity to pastor and he's he's up there in age and it wasn't too much longer before he was with the lord and and uh, and he sat on the on the front pew And he just looked me straight in the eyes and he said, preach the word and love the people.
1: Mm.
0: Preach the word, love the people. He said, he said, if you preach the word and you love the people, everything else will be okay. Mm. And I say that to you, you know, as you're going through pandemic and uh, shutdowns and economic upheavals and, and all of the other things that are going on during this season, when it all comes down to it, Preach the word, love the people. And if you are faithful in those things, God's got you, you know, uh, and and your labor, as we say, is not in vain.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, was, I actually had the same thing written down. I was just going to say, pastors, uh, your work's not in vain. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the past few months, uh, you've been stretched. You've done things you thought you would never do, whether it's, it's figuring out how to live stream a message so that everyone can, <laughs> can see it, Mm-hmm. Or communicating to an elderly church member on the other side of a window, just to protect them. Mm-hmm. You know, these past few months have undoubtedly been challenging, and uh, you've been forced to make tough decisions. Uh, some of those decisions were probably life or death decisions. Uh, I have so much respect for pastors mm-hmm. during this time, uh, especially during this season. Um, you know, your strength and your faithfulness. Uh, pastors, I want you to know that that is such an encouragement to me, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not just an encouragement; it's an, it's an example that when the going gets tough, pastors don't run away; they run to the people. Yeah. And so, my encouragement, pastors, is just keep running the race, keep fighting the fight, keep serving the Lord, and keep loving your people. We will get through these tough times. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the moments where you feel completely discouraged, know that the Lord has got you, and there is nothing. On this planet, in this universe, that can separate you from our good God. Amen. And so uh, that's just my encouragement. So real quick before we end this episode, I do want to get to some of the nominations, some of the replies that we received from some of the church members Mm -hmm. uh, who nominated their pastors for our our giveaway. And so these are not uh, the winner, unfortunately, but we did think these were really, really good responses. But
0: you're winners before the
1: Lord. (laughs) That's right. You're winners before the (laughs) Lord, and we appreciate you. And we just wanted to just provide this opportunity just to read what what members of your church said about you, uh, to, if nothing else, give you encouragement to know that Uh, that your labor is not in vain, and that your members are seeing uh, the sacrifices that you're making. And so Mm -hmm. I just wanted to read a couple of them. Uh, You've got three, I think, and I've got Mm -hmm. three. So I'm Mm going to read one of mine first. All right. Uh, This one is from Lisa Solly. So Lisa Solly nominated her pastor, Mm -hmm. uh, Doug Goodman. Uh, She said, I've had the pleasure of knowing our pastor for years as he grew up in our own church. I've watched him grow in Christ. I've watched him surrender to the ministry and now I've had the pleasure of calling him my pastor for almost six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's truly been a blessing to our church and our community and has had an enormous influence on my spiritual growth as well as the church as a whole. Uh, he's, so, uh, he's such an unassuming man who truly desires to do God's will uh, in his own life and in the life of New Hope Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he has a concern or something he wants the church to do or support, we have no doubt that it is God-ordained because he walked so closely and faithfully with the Lord. We can trust that this is not his personal choice or desire, but one that has been put on his heart by the Lord. We are so thankful. The Lord called him, and he was obedient to return to his home church and pastor it, which is not easy or often recommended. Uh, interesting note, this is actually a, a pastor from my hometown, which I've actually never had the, the, the chance to meet, this pastor. So uh, I just love the... The, you know, he was a, a, a kid in our church, and now he's the pastor of our church. Just that that story, that testimony. I love it. Uh, so what do, what do you got, brother? Which one do you got?
0: All right, all right. Well, this is uh, from John Sullivan, uh, and uh, he is from Exchange Church, and he wants to uh, uh, give a shout to his pastor, uh, Pastor Brian Kahoot. And uh, he says this, Pastor Brian exemplifies what it means to be a shepherd of God's flock. He faithfully exegetes the scriptures, and he has in parentheses here, even the hard parts, (laughs) with integrity and purpose, and that purpose is to make sure his people look and act more like Jesus each and every day. Hmm. I'm grateful to be under his discipleship, and I can easily say that he is a man of God that I aspire to be like. He has sacrificially worked as a bivocational pastor for the last six years and has recently been able to pour all his full-time focus into exchange. This would be a great gift to show how much I and everyone else at Exchange appreciates him.
1: Wow, that's great. Uh, This one was really one that kind of made me laugh. And so when I read it, I was like, I've got to put this one in here. Okay. Uh, So Amber Allen nominated Justin Carter from FBC Gordon. Hmm. uh, And she said, he just really likes books. (laughs) Uh, Oh, but he's also a really great pastor trying desperately to show God's love to a dying community who keeps finding every reason to run further from the Lord. He never quits and is always praying for our church and our community. He's also a really big nerd who loves books. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh, in case you didn't uh, pick it up the first time, he, he really loves There's a books. good book in there. Yes. He loves books. Yes.
1: Uh, so what's another one you got?
0: All right, well, this is from uh, Jordan Willard, uh, and he is uh, from uh, – or he's actually here uh, to uh, – give uh, praise to David Brady of Christ Community Church in Mount Airy. And he says this, Pastor David was my first pastor. And although I'm a pastor today, uh, I consider him still to be my shepherd. Uh, Pastor David is the exemplary shepherd. He has taught me for many years how to faithfully exposit the scriptures, love the local church, fulfill the great commission, and be above reproach in his life and doctrine. I've always said that if at the end of my life I was half the pastor he is, I will die knowing that I lived an honorable life that brought much glory to the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Mm, Solid. Mm. I've got one more. Uh, So this one is from Jeffrey Benson, who nominated uh, Pastor Wes Smith of Blue Creek Baptist Church. Uh, Jeffrey says, Pastor Wes's title may officially be interim, but he has stepped in showing nothing but love and dedication Mm. to our church. That truly makes him our pastor. In the very difficult times we find ourselves in, he truly stepped in with full force to care for our church and ensure we all stay focused on what matters, Christ. He is making our congregation revisit our vision and ensure we have a clear uh, direction of how our church presents itself and is intentional in reaching our community and the world in the name of the gospel.
0: Mm, That's good. That's good. I've got one more uh, uh, here from Mitch Hutchison, uh, who is uh, praising God for John Ulrich uh, uh, from the church at Perry Creek. And he says this, uh, he is a faithful expositor of the word of God. Pastor John truly embodies the responsibilities of a pastor or elder put forth in scripture. He has faithfully served the church at Perry Creek and continues to lead us to love and reach the community we are in for God's glory. His heart for the flock, the community, and missions challenge us to take hold of the gospel daily. That's good. That's good.
1: So unfortunately, these did not win, but what I want to do is encourage uh, you, if you're listening and you nominated your pastor, why don't you copy and paste what you wrote and submitted and send that to your pastor? Mm -hmm. I can only imagine uh, the encouragement that would bring to him, so just consider doing that, Absolutely. and we had so many good entries. I mean, we had so many nominations, and I really enjoyed particularly seeing the amount of uh interims and transitional pastors mm-hmm. and planters, all of which that were nominated who right now are going through some really difficult stuff with covid and and so just be sure to let your pastor know uh, that you appreciate them and the work that they're doing. So, brother, I believe you have our winner. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to do just kind of a drum roll here. There we go. There we go. go. And the name is? We are very low budget here at the
0: uh, Pastor Center. Uh, Our winner is uh, Brandon Palmer, uh, or at least the pastor uh, that Brandon Palmer Uh, tells us about. Brandon uh, speaks of Mark Young who pastors Swift Creek Baptist Church. And so uh, just listen to what Brandon says about his pastor. Pastor Mark has been the biggest Paul in my life. Mm. The man is gospel centered in everything he does. From leading his family, loving his wife, preaching, pastoring, the way he lives his everyday life, all of it has had a profound effect on me, and I wouldn't be the man, husband, and pastor I am today without him. He is only 27 years old, and he's been married for uh, over five years, has five children, <laughs> aged five and under. Uh, he's a student pastor of a, of a student ministry of about 100 students, and he's currently in his third year of his Ph.D. at, at uh, Southeastern. Wow. Yet through all of that, he found time to disciple me as his intern, his forever intern, as, him, as he and I joke about. He helped me grow in my personal walk with Christ, my calling into ministry, my uh, passion uh, for expositional preaching, and so much more. He's the one that baptized me years after I received Christ, and he's the one that gave me my charge at my ordination service and was part of ordaining me before they sent me to my current church in Middle Tennessee. He still finds time for us to encourage one another, to pray for one another, to mentor me when I have questions. He is truly a humble shepherd of God's flock, and he is someone I look at and so many others and say, uh, that's my pastor. Hmm. This giveaway is a small prize in comparison to the crowns I know he will earn in heaven for his faithfulness to the gospel, but it would be an awesome way to say thank you for everything he does.
1: Hmm. Such a great response.
0: Absolutely. Praise God. Even uh, in your young age, Pastor Mark, uh, praise God for the uh, influence uh, that you are uh, to uh, young men like Brandon.
1: Mm, Absolutely. We want to thank everyone who nominated their pastor for this giveaway. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook for future giveaway opportunities. There are definitely uh, more to come. Uh, It is our mission at the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership to equip and encourage pastors to lead healthy, disciple-making churches. And I hope we have done that today with our conversation.
0: Uh, And as always, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain.